What is up, everybody? Hello, hello. Welcome to episode five of the Ultra Running News Network. Uh, Happy to happy to have you tuning in. And uh, Johnny, what's going on? I know it's uh, it's been a little cold out your way. I've heard. Hey, 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 hey! We hit double digits, baby. We got up to twenty degrees. It's shorts and t-shirt weather. We are running around in flip flops. Let's go. 20 degrees. Balmy outside. Man, Man that's uh yeah. That's that's a little little chilly, but I know you were in single digits uh yeah. earlier in around, over the weekend maybe. We had talked a little bit about water freezing. Uh, I remember going for runs when it was literally just maybe 1 or 2 degrees and you know minus 10 wind chill or something and the water would just freeze in the water bottles instantly. Uh, so we got to put a little bit of vodka in there. Ooh. <laughs> Dang. I didn't even think doesn't, about that. Water doesn't freeze. It helps numb the pain a little bit. You know I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't want to go too hard. Uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of really cold weather, I, I put that one post on. Uh, and I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, a, a buddy of ours, Flores, lives up in, he's up in Minnesota yeah. now. Yeah. What is it? Do you see, he put a post on there something about like, like a running club he runs with, like it doesn't run under negative 25. Yeah. And, like, and you said something about like, Oh, so minus 27 is, is just, worse than minus just 25. Right. I, that's just right out. But like, I like, that's nuts, right? Like negative 25. Like that is, I, yeah. I, I'm pretty positive. I've ran in negatives, like where it's negative, like straight. And then like even yeah. quarter with the wind chill. Like I know I have, I, I kind of distinctly remember a handful of years ago, my kid's school was canceled because it was cold. And I remember thinking, I'll show them, you know, and like put on like 10 layers of like winter running gear <laughs> and ran it like negative, like negative whatever with a wind chill of negative whatever, uh, just oh, to like man. prove a point. But, and it's yeah. always fun to come back with the big ice beards and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, see if you can, see if you can amass. But, yeah. Ice beards of the world unite. So yeah. All yeah, right. Good times. Well, got a lot, lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to go over uh, race results from Hurt and Bandera and the, uh, the winter spine race is going on over in England. And uh, we're also going to last w- week, we went over 10, number 10, number nine and number eight ultra runners of the year from ultra running magazine and this week we're going to cover number seven through number one and uh we're also going to go over the keeping trail running weird awards and those results were were just released so and i know in our previous episode we went over the nominees we're going to talk about that and also want to touch on this race series called running up for air um it's been going on for a while but it's been picking up a lot of steam uh, in the last few years and, uh, and it's for a worthwhile cause. So, uh, definitely want to, want to touch on that and, um, maybe, maybe talk about something that maybe we might plan, uh, in the future, uh, for, for that, for this event, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. But, all right, let's go ahead and get into these race results. Go ahead and add this. Okay. So, we're going to start with Hurt 100. Now, Hurt 100 
is a race in Hawaii. And her 100 is five loops of 20 miles. And this is a very, very, very challenging race from my understanding. I mean, the routes are very significant. Uh, it's almost always muddy from my understanding. It's, uh, there's a lot of climbing. Okay. I think in, there's over 25,000 feet in the, the hundred miler when it's all said and done. Um, so, and it always takes place in January. So it's, and it, it usually does draw some pretty, pretty elite runners. Uh, it's a pretty well-known race and it's, I believe it's been going on. Yes. Yeah, it can trace its roots back to the early eighties. So hurt has been, been, uh, going on for, for quite a while. And yeah, right, right there. Like that picture right there alone. Like I've seen, uh, I know we talked about her a while ago. We talked about Candace running this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I, I remember seeing a picture she posted on Instagram and it, it, you, you were not touching the ground at all. You were just running on roots for a while like it was absolutely nuts looking like it was that much roots where you're like you're just kind of like balancing and putting the middle of your foot on the roots you just kind of make your way across it uh the other thing all the things you said is very accurate about her the other thing i've heard that's just wild about it and like mainly i well i definitely me i heard the humidity down there is just bonkers like Mm -hmm. Like instant sweat. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. You are dripping. Uh, so it absolutely insane race. I can't wrap my head around doing that race. No, I don't. It's not on my bucket list. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I, my, my friend, uh, Ram out here, he, he was, he was over there one time. And uh, he ran that 20 mile loop just for the heck of it. He says mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. But so, <clears throat> so this race was on Saturday. Well, it started on Saturday. And uh, for the women, Andrea Taras from uh, Chilliwack, Canada, which is up uh, east of Vancouver, that's uh, in that area up there, Pacific Northwest. Um, and she nearly broke 26 hours, so 26 hours and five seconds and coming in second for the females at her was, uh, Mill Valley's own Kati Lan, um, Kati cool. and Kati got second at this event last year as well. And Kati is a staple of the, the Bay area ultra running community. She's, uh, you know, very well known. She volunteers a lot um, and just seems like an all around great person. Um, and so she got second and she ran in 26 hours and 51 minutes. So congrats to Andrea and Kati. And then for first place in the men, we have Ehor Varies. And I don't know if you remember talking about uh, Ehor, uh, but yeah. He got the assist at Biggs Backyard yeah. Ultra um, when Harvey Lewis set 
the record. Yeah. I think it was 408 laps or something. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. So, yeah, Ehor hung with them 407 laps. Um, you know, that's – or, and I'm sorry, was it? No, it would be – I don't know. Four, <laughs> maybe it was 400-some miles, not laughs. Yeah. Yeah, because it's I like must, four – I totally it's must – I totally yeah. checked that uh, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, uh, it was maybe a hundred, a hundred and seven yards, something like that. Cause and, it's like it's yeah. four and change a, a loop or a yard. That's you what know it what was. I mean? So yeah, so yeah. so it's one hundred and seven yards, and so Ehor went one hundred six yards. But anyways, yeah. uh, the guy's a beast. Apparently, he won. Yeah. he won her twenty hours and fifty minutes, which that's insane. That I is, can't even. That is getting it. Like that is getting it. Yeah. Yeah, and second place was Anthony Lee from Boulder, and he finished in um, 21 hours and 39 minutes, So, which was the 10th fastest time ever. So, yeah, uh, congrats to all of them. And the other race that we want to talk about is Bandera. So Bandera is in Texas. And Bandera, there's a 100K and a 50K. And it's a 50K uh, loop, but it's kind of a crazy loop, right? Here's what it looks like. <laughs> Dude, I would, get, um, I would get lost on that thing. Yeah. Like, I, so fast. Like, I would not make it one loop on that thing. Like, that thing would have to be unbelievably marked. Like, I can't. So, for the people who are listening and can't see this or, or for the people who have ever ran hallucination, this thing makes hallucinations map look super easy. Cause <laughs> I think hallucination can be a little confusing and I know there's been people yeah. make wrong turns on hallucination course. This thing is absolutely insane. Like it, it, it makes no sense. It is crazy, but if you really zoom in the, the, uh, the course really doesn't have any, external links like except for one yeah uh, it basically i don't know if you can tell but the directional arrows there's places where the course almost touches another mm -hmm. part of the course mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't quite <laughs> so i don't i don't really know i have to i'm, I'm going to talk about my friend poncho in a, in a minute here but because he ran it um so i'll have to ask him and see and see what uh what the scoop is on this course yeah. but it, it from my understanding it's a very technical rocky and rudy uh more rocky like very rocky course there's not a ton of climbing there's um 6600 feet i think for the 100k and 3300 feet for the 50k so um where's it, what part of texas is it in it's at hill hill count hill country state national area so i think it's about an hour from san antonio yeah i'm, I'm just always kind of curious like what the hill country yeah hill yeah. hill country state natural area <clears throat> it's it's like it's like an hour from san antonio i believe yeah so Yep. So this race used to be a, it used to be 
kind of in the spotlight because it was always the first golden ticket race of the year for Western mm-hmm. States. But this year they did not get renewed as a golden ticket race. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so it wasn't mu- as much of a spotlight on the race as in past years, but uh but there was a record setting finishing time. So I'm gonna go over the results real quick. So the winner was Hans Troyer from Georgia, and he broke Walmsley's 2016 record by by just under a minute. And Hans ran in a time of seven hours and forty-five minutes. And second place went to Jared. Rothloff out of San Antonio in eight hours and 52 minutes. So if that tells you anything about how fast Troyer ran this thing, the next person that finished was over an hour later. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, you take down Walmsley, right? Like if you take down a Walmsley's record, I mean, I mean, what do I know about running fast? I don't know anything about running fast, but like from what I've been told, you know, from what I've heard, uh, Walmsley runs like on the, on the, on the fringe of almost reckless fast, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to burn it down until I can't burn it down anymore kind of thing. Yeah. At which, you know, like slow old guys like me make fun of, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, yeah, ho, ho, yeah, go burn it down, you know? But, like, Walmsley, like, legitimately does. Like, he read, like, he read lines yeah. 100 milers and 100Ks. So, if yeah. this guy's going out and knocking it out on Walmsley, yeah. like, and like, just kind of put him on a radar. Like, just kind of kind of maybe put a pin in that name and, and keep an eye out for what he what, what he can do down the road. Like, that, this, this dude might be something, you know what I mean? Like, could be really yeah cool. yeah no doubt i'd i'd like to look into his ultra sign up uh history and see see what uh what he's doing but um yeah it's too bad it's not a golden ticket race anymore because you know he would be uh racing in western states but the kind golden ticket a... races <laughs> have uh they've they've definitely they're a lot different now than they used to be you know it used to be sean o'brien down in southern california and then that went away. It used to be Lake Sonoma 50. And that went away. Gorge Waterfalls in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And that went away. Um, and also uh, Georgia Death Race. And I think Georgia Death Race maybe went away for, for other reasons. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's, I mean, here's what, you know, and, being as neutral and as biased as possible, right? Uh, when you look at when you look at what are now the golden tickets, um, you know yep. they definitely all have something in common, right? And so, for those of you that's taking a look at the the screen and, and looking at it, uh, you can see what they are. But for those of you who are listening on podcasts while you are, you know, getting your runs in or whatever. Uh, it's it's the following races are golden tickets, right? The Triple C hundred K, Grindstone hundred K. That's a and CCC is at 
is like the 100k version of uh, utmb utmb yeah yep uh and then what is that the nice uh 115 115 nice yeah that's uh in france and that's also utmb race grindstone is a utmb race javelina 100 so here Here's your here's your outlier, right? Havelina. Uh yeah. not Havelina is is sponsored by Hoka. Yeah. Which um Hoka is the main sponsor at Western States. So it I there is a connection there. But but yeah. Hoka does Hoka does sponsor Bandera as well. So um I don't know really why they pulled that. Oh, Tarawera was another one that was a golden ticket race for a minute, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's just one of those interesting things where when you look at what are now the golden tickets, it's, it's pretty clear outside of two. Yeah. Outside of Havelina, two Havelina and black Canyon. Black Canyon. Uh, they're both air Viper. Yeah. They're both air Vipers outside of those two air Viper races, everything else is now a um utmb utmb race uh so right. uh the, the golden tickets uh the golden ticket races have kind of yeah. come under a an umbrella if you will right like like there's definitely a silo around uh so yeah yeah and if and if you notice uh let's see yeah, and the Canyons 100K was the other one uh, for those of you listening on the podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, so you have three, three of the seven are international, uh, international races. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, it's just I know Western states wants to kind of expand, but at the same time, that's kind of difficult for a race that only has 350 people a year. You know, um, it's not like UTMB that has thousands of, of runners. So anyways, yeah, there's positives and, and negatives to all that. Uh, but <laughs> maybe we'll get into that on a, a different episode. But but anyway, but, but um, run it, run into us and buy us a beer and we'll really get into that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. Please do that. That would be fun. <laughs> Um, and I do want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Poncho. Poncho lives in San Antonio, and Poncho ran Bandera in uh, sub thirteen hours. Now, mm. Poncho Poncho is a very fast runner and uh, a very good runner, but Poncho he. He his longest training run for Bandera, I think, was maybe eight miles. <laughs> Golly days! And maybe he would run a couple times a week, like around five miles, five miles a time. But the guy spends an extraordinary amount of time on his trainer, his bike trainer. Yeah. Um, he puts in tons of miles, so he's like super fit aerobically. Um, if I could get away with that. I would, but if I'm running an ultra, if I don't train my ass off, then yeah. I'm I'm crashing and burning. I've learned that lesson. So, <laughs> so anyways, shout out to Poncho. That is that is pretty pretty cool. All right, let's move on to 
ultra runnings top 10. Oh, I'm sorry. I did want to go over the spine race real quick and time is flying mm. by. <laughs> We're already like 20 minutes into this thing. Um, the spine race over in England, 260, 263 miles on the Panine way. Um, about 40, I think 40, we say 40,000 feet of climbing. Yeah, about 39,000, mm -hmm. 40,000 feet of climbing. It's There's two versions. There's the winter race and the summer race. Well, the winter race is going on now. It's notorious for very harsh conditions. And this is basically, uh, it's like a largely a self-supported race um, over the fells in England. I mean, you'll see snow. I heard they had pretty good conditions for a while, but then they had bad conditions this year. They had to pause the race for a minute. Uh, and John Kelly was running the race. He's John Kelly is a two-time Barkley winner. Uh, you know, just a beast of an ultra runner. He actually holds the record on the Panine way in like 58 hours. <laughs> so that's See, now when he posts pictures like that, everyone's like, Oh, the ha ha ha. When I posted a picture like that after our hundred K of black Canyon, everyone's like, Hey, Who's the homeless guy you guys are hanging out yeah. with? I, this so, is true. Uh, this is true. But this is John Kelly after rolling his ankle 65 <laughs> miles into the spine race and rolled it so bad that he had to drop out, which is unfortunate. I feel bad for him. He was living in England uh, for a while when he was setting all those records over there, the FKTs. But he's since moved back to America. So, you know, he did travel over there for this race. and. Um, I know he was, he was set to dominate, you know, like, you know, he's really good at those races over there, but, uh, just didn't work out for him. Um, however, this race started on Sunday morning and a couple people have finished already. Jack Scott from England was first in 72 hours and 55 minutes. For a winter race and that, at that distance and that climbing and those conditions, I that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Damien Hall from the UK is second, or from England is second. So uh, I don't think anybody the females have not finished yet, but Claire Banworth is in the lead, and I know I've heard her name before. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to. Ultra Running Magazine's Ultra Runners of the Year. We're going to start with number seven because we already did eight through ten last last week, and we have Ohio's own number seven, the males, Har Harvey Lewis. Harvey Lewis, the nasty natty. Oh, look at I right. even got the bam made in Ohio. There you go. All right for you, Harvey. For you, Harvey. John, John's got his made in Ohio shirt on because he knew he knew uh, we were going over this. <laughs> <laughs> from Cincinnati, Harvey Lewis. Um, he had a busy year, but he, he usually runs a lot of races every year. Mm -hmm. Oh, he did the uh, Indian run in Hawking. Do you know about the Indian run? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty so, cool run. So, of course, he got first there. I, I would expect I, nothing less. Dude, I, I mean, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadian death race, he got fourth. That's a really tough race from my understanding. Uh Badwater, he got third. And Australian Backyard Masters, he got third. 374 miles, 0.8 miles. 
dust till dawn, dawn to dust to dawn. I'm not even sure what that is, but he got first. Rocks and Roots Trail, he got second. That must be a 50K. That's in that's in your neck of the woods, right? Rocks and Roots. You know, I, I saw that, and I'm like, is that the Rocks and Roots as in, like, Rocks and Roots, like, at Allen Creek Rocks and Roots? Uh, I'm wondering. Like, here's my thing. I kind of don't think it is, and here's why. He got second over – no, he got he got second – Age group or what did he get? Second, uh, second has like a little uh, at the top. Second, of the um, second gender place. Yeah, and then fourth, fourth overall. Overall. Yep. I I don't see that at the Rocks and Roots in Alum. Like I I don't I don't know I don't see well, anyone in Central Ohio beating him. I'm seeing Rock Rocks and Roots Trail Series. And let me just look at the results here. So that would be uh, January or February. Well, and that's your thing. Uh, not There's so. two races. Uh, and so that's just, like that's probably another good indicator that we're not talking about the one here in Central Ohio, uh, unless they've made massive changes. No, Those... dude. It it is. It is. Yep. Right, right here, right here. Harvey Lewis, Alum, 50, 50K, yeah. second place. Alum Creek, State Park, Ohio. I cannot yeah, Brian, believe. Brian Briones. Briones. I am first. I'm floored by that. I am absolutely floored by that. Well, that he only beat him by, like, by less than six minutes. So, I mean. Oh, Brian Poland got first in the 40K. Uh, this, oh, wait. oh, Bob! I know Bob wait. Moore. We know Brian Poling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he was always <laughs> hanging around Mohican. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, shit, that is some some legit people have showed up for that thing. Then, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yes, this is the Rock and, and Rocks and Roots Trail Series put on by Fleet Feet. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yep. Let me. Uh, Go back to our screen here. All right. So uh, he also, as we know, set the record for backyards at Biggs, 450 miles. And then he got second at In the Woods 30A. That must be a 50K somewhere. DNF Barkley. What DNF. a bomb. What a yeah. bomb. What a <laughs> schmuck. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, awesome. Harvey had himself quite a year like he usually does. Yeah. S seventh place. Uh, Helen Mino Faulkner. And I'm pretty sure we talked about her in a previous episode. Um, she's from Truckee. Relatively new ultra runner. Uh, won two of the most competitive sky races in the U.S. She won Broken Arrow, which... Broken Arrow takes place at uh, Palisades Tahoe. That's that's where Western States starts. And Broken Arrow has a ton of people. Like it's it's put on by Solomon, I believe. But there's a ton of people that do that race. So to get first place there is pretty impressive. And she got first place at Speed Goat, 
so these are two sky races, which mm-hmm. again are at altitude and have 10,000 10, plus feet of climbing. Um, she's also on the podium uh, at CCC 100K. Which we just. And, uh, so, and first at the Ultra Trail in Argentina, the UTMB race. Um, so she got first there, third CCC, first speed goat, first broken arrow. So yeah, pretty stout year for mountain running by, by Helen. Mm-hmm. All right. Now moving on to number six and we have for the females, we have Annie Hughes out of Leadville, Colorado. Um, Annie, had a busy year. She raced distances 50 miles to 226 miles, winning two outright. She's originally from Wisconsin, and uh, her family moved to Colorado when she was in high school. She lives in Leadville. So she got fourth at Swiss Peaks 360 in Switzerland. Dude, <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to showcase some of those uh, – those Switzerland races sometime, yeah. but yeah, those are, those are some tough, tough races. Yeah. Um, and so she got fourth there canyons. She got third. That's gotta be the hundred miler 21 hours. Hard rock. She got third. That's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, big horn. Bighorn hundred. She got first. That's in uh, Wyoming, right? Wyoming. Yeah. And then behind the rocks, uh, first. So, oh, she must not have did Bighorn one hundred eight hours. It, oh, she probably like, did the, like the fifty. The 50. Miler. Yep. Yeah. And then behind the rocks, which I'm not sure, but she got first place at that. So pretty yeah. great, pretty great year. And uh, number six for the guys is Jeff Browning, Bronco Billy. I'll, I'll tell you what I, I mean maybe I'm just not doing a great job of staying up on a, a lot of a lot of stuff. The, number six, man, Jeff Browning. Like that's like I don't know why, but like I feel like I haven't heard a ton from him or about him in a while. So it's kind of cool to see him still, you know, like hey, still still raking in that sixth place finish. You know what I mean, dude? So Bronco Billy is a workhorse, man. He's 52 yeah. years old. He's, he's cranking, cranking out races and miles. Um, actually not last year, but was it last year? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, well, 2022, um, my friend Sean and I did the rim to rim to rim in the Mm -hmm. Grand Canyon and we ran into, to Jeff Browning when we were out there doing rim to rim. Really? Yeah. He was doing it too. Um, of course, he passed us, and then well, as we were going up the north rim, we saw him coming <laughs> back down. <laughs> just chilling, and, just taking it all in stride. Yeah, it's funny. He was with a group of – there was three of them all together, and they went past us, and they were moving. Yeah. And the, the one guy that was with them, like maybe like a mile later, he come back down towards us. We're like, you're, you're not – not not uh, all about hanging with with the Bronco Billy today, and he was like, he was like, nope. <laughs> so, 
So, but anyway, yeah, Jeff, uh, he's a really cool guy. Um, so let's see what he did. Oh, he's the oldest male to ever be ranked uh, in the top 10. So Wasatch, he did got second. That's, oh, that's right. He So Jeff Browning was doing the, the Rocky Mountain Slam this year, mm. which is four of the mountain races out there. Uh, Wasatch was one. He got sixth at Hard Rock. He got first Wait. at Bighorn 100. And I that mean, was yeah. a crazy race. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, look, yeah. First, they got Bighorn, Cocodona, Mesquite, Elephant, and Coldwater. Give me, give me all those hundred. Like, give me all those first places. Like, that's, that's nuts. Like, I, yeah. That's five first place finishes, second at Wasatch, and six at Hard Rock. I mean, dude. Yeah. That's an outstanding year for a 52 year old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, bad ass. Yeah. All right. Let's move into fifth place now. Matthew Blanchard. And he is uh live, lives in Canada and uh, in Montreal and also in France. Um and he's he's a pretty well known well known uh ultra runner. He usually does well at UTMB. Uh, he actually did Western States this year. He got sixth. He got fourth at UTMB. So he did that double, the Western States UTMB double. Um, and he got second at a race in Costa Rica. And he got third at that stage race in the desert out there in the Sahara. Uh, hmm. Marathon de Saab. I think that's in Sahara Desert, right? Uh, um, Mor- yeah, it's like, yeah, Morocco. Yeah. Yeah, so he got... He got third at that, which is usually a pretty competitive race. So. And for the for the ladies, uh, fifth is Leah Yingling, and she's from Salt Lake City. And she it must have been a ragged 50k, I think, uh, second place. She got eighth at UTMB, ninth at Western States. Uh, bull run, bull run, run, guessing 50 miler, uh, first place. And then way too cool. 50 K she got second and way too cool is a very, very popular race out here. And, uh, it's actually up near Auburn, mm-hmm. cool, cool, California. And it's an early season, like a March 50 K, but there's, oh, there's a ton of people that do that race. A lot of elites, uh, do that 50 K. So. To get second is pretty, pretty stout. Okay, moving into fourth. We have Heather Jackson for the females uh, from Bend, Oregon. And uh, she won Javelina. That's huge. Like tons, tons of elite runners run Javelina. Uh, And then she won Canyons 50K, so two two pretty stout victories there. She got 20th at OCC Switzerland. Uh, DNF Western States, not sure what happened to her there. Um, second at Black Canyon, okay, another race where there's just crazy competition. 
Yes. Crazy cup. Golden ticket race. We just saw, like, when we were out there, when we were out there, it it might have been you or or Pete was talking about, like, that is now, it used to be JFK, right? JFK used to be the race that wasn't 100, but, like, all the elite. It, It used to be, like, I think it was, like, deemed the most competitive ultra. Yeah. It used to be JFK. Now it is. It's Black Canyon. So like when you see people top five at Black Canyon, it's not like, oh, no, that's like, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it is. Like, yeah. That's some serious. That's some serious stuff. So anything, yeah. anything top five at Black Canyon, it is like, I, I can't remember if it's you or Pete that's talking about, but it is now the, that is the most competitive ultra there is. Yeah, I would say, I mean, especially since it's a golden ticket race and yeah. it's early, early season, um, it's like elevation wise, it's a, it's a fairly tame course. It does have a lot of rocks, a lot of um, rocks, but I mean, if you got, and a few river crossings too, but yeah, I mean, if you, yeah. but yeah, net downhill, if you have speed, you're going to do well on that course. Yeah. Um, Yeah. First at Canyons 50K, Three Sisters Skyline. I'm guessing that's in Oregon. She got first and Havelina. Havelina, uber competitive, also a golden ticket race. (laughs) So she won two golden ticket races. I think Three Sisters is uh, that that is Oregon. And I, I can't remember if it's up, I can't remember if it's north of Mount Hood like up in that area of, of Oregon, or if it's like way like dead East of Corvallis, uh, mm. for a certain reasons, I, I am, I am eyeballing for, Oregon for, stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did sign up for an Oregon race this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sucky. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> There's a story behind it. A previous DNF that I need to avenge. Right the wrongs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Anthony Costales, he's a super fast, super fast runner out of Salt Lake City. Um he's fourth for the males. He got third at Western States. He got first at Black Canyon. <laughs> hmm. First at Arches 50K and third at Ultra Trail Cape Town, which that's a pretty competitive race. I know uh, like Walmsley and Courtney DeWalter have done that, that race in, in recent years. So, so yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good, pretty good resume there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, moving into third, we got Tyler Green. He's, out of uh, Portland and he's also a, a super fast runner that's kind of come onto the scene the last few years um, making a name for himself at Western States he got second at Western States and seventh at UTMB <laughs> uh, third at Trans Gran Canaria which is I believe it's an island off Spain uh, he got third there that's a really tough race, too, I think. Yeah. Technical. Um, Orcas Island. 
first. That's pretty popular. Race yeah, too. I've heard some really and, cool things about it. Yeah, yeah. I would actually, that would be a good destination race to do uh, yeah, with a group. <laughs> uh, and then Tiger Claw, which that's uh, Ginger Runner's race, I believe. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he got first first at that. So which makes sense he's doing a which makes sense he's doing a ginger runner, right? Because like a couple PNW guys hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Emily Hoggood's third for the for the ladies. She's out of Roseville, California, which is up kind of near Auburn. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, she's really, really fast, good runner. Uh, she did that Argentina race too, and she got second there. Western States, she got fifth. CCC Italy, she got second. And Salmon Falls, she got first. So, just pretty competitive types of races, which led to to third place voting. All right, second place, Katie Scheid. Katie is a American, but she's lived in France for a while. Um, she's from Maine originally. Um, she she actually won UTMB, not not this last one, of course. Courtney won, mm -hmm. but uh, I believe it was two years ago she won UTMB. Um, she got first at Trail des Balcons d'Azur in France. She got first at the Costa Rica Coastal Challenge. She got second at Western States. Uh, Eco Trail Paris. This is actually one that, that I've been looking at for quite a few years. It's a 50-miler. It starts in Paris, and it goes out on the trails out of town, mm -hmm. and, it com and it comes back. It starts at the Eiffel Tower. It goes out on some trails. It goes around and it comes back. And then you climb up the first like no floors of the Eiffel Tower to finish the race. Um, uh, yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, you can't really make it out of the city then. Well, that oddly enough, there are trails. Yeah, there are trails right. I, I mean, I haven't been to Paris, so I don't know, but I've looked at that course and it does, it does go out on the trails right out of, right out of the, the city. But I mean, but they're like, I mean, they're like the trails in San Francisco, right? Like it's like, it's urban single track, right? Or does it make it out of the city limits of, of Paris? I think it does. I, I don't oh, know for man, sure. I, we'll have to, listen, we'll have listen, to look into Jamie. that. Ah, listen, you and I might have yeah. just got ourselves in trouble, my friend. Like, it sounds like <laughs> I pack gin, I pack gin up, you pack Jess up, and uh, yeah. <laughs> we meet, we meet in Paris, my friend, for a fifty miler. Yeah, oh, I think that, that would, would be, be awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've looked at that race for at least a decade now. Just, um, yeah, it, it caught my eye once a long time ago, and I just. Uh, kind of maybe it's on, on the bucket list, I would say, but it'd be fun. Hell yeah, a destination race. Hell yeah, that'd be amazing. And it's a 50 miler, so mm -hmm. I mean, you're not all beat well, up and like, yeah, there's all different distances, but um, I think 50 miles the longest, yeah. Oh, I'm in. Oh, 
I'm in on that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so she got second at OCC. Katie did, and Diagonal De Fu, which Diagonal De Fu is insane. Like that race, it is super technical. It's on this island. It's it's owned by France, but it's it's on Reunion Island or something. This is I'm, this is like a, a twelve hour flight from from Europe, right? <laughs> like. It is an island literally out in the middle of the ocean, out in the middle of nowhere. It's how long of a flight from Europe? I believe 12 hours. It's like, ah. it's it's off of Africa. Dude, that would be brutal. I can't, I, yeah. that would, that's so cool. So Dylan, Dylan Bowman, who's, uh, you know, he runs the free trail meet ultra running media group. And, um, you know, he's, he's a, a an elite ultra runner, mm-hmm. uh, s- super, super cool guy from what it seems. Um, he did that race two years ago and there's a YouTube video of him doing that. You should check it out. Cause it's, it's very technical and like steep, lots of climbing, I mean, this race just looks insane. So to get first place at Diagonal de Fou is super impressive. Yeah. And then uh, Zach Miller is second for the males. We've talked about Zach in a a few different episodes. You know, he is a hard charging, (laughs) he's a Mm -hmm. hard charging ultra runner. The guy is just, he's one of my favorite elite ultra runners just because he just puts everything he has like you can just tell uh from the videos that i've seen he's just uh he's just really spirited and uh seems like just a really great guy his articles mm-hmm. are awesome he writes for for i run far um you know he's just a really really cool guy so i'm happy to, and he was injured for a while and he came and he's been on the comeback path for two years now and then he got second at UTMB. He went sub 20 hours. Um, he was actually in the lead at UTMB beating Walmsley. And Walmsley passed him. I thought it was around mile 70 or something. But, uh, yeah. And Zach did well at UTMB in past years before he got hurt. But, um, but yeah. So, no, it's great to see him back. Uh, Tarawira, he got first. <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, like, so he went over there early to Tarawera for that race, and he was doing trail work and stuff over there. Like, he's just that kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, and then Trail World Championships in Austria, he got second. So, so yeah, just pretty, pretty strong performances by Zach. And first place, <laughs> I think – we pretty much knew there's, there's who no this way was going to yeah, be. There's no way people don't know who this is. Yeah. yeah. So Walmsley, who is an American living in France, but he got first at UTMB, which first American male to ever be, be first at UTMB. So it's awesome to finally have an American um, take the crown there. Uh, he also got first at that UTMB race, the 
and and Nice. Uh, that's the golden ticket race um, that we were talking about earlier. So he got first at there at Nice, and then he got first at this other UTMB race in Croatia. And that's how he got his entry into UTMB. It's by getting first at that race in Croatia. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, pretty pretty strong running at these super competitive races over there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does next year. You know, he mm-hmm. has the uh, UTMB is a goal. Oh, no, it's not a golden ticket race anymore. But maybe it was last year. I can't remember. But anyways, so he has Nice is a golden ticket race. So he has a, a golden ticket. He can do Western States if he wants to. So it'll be interesting to see if he does that. It'd be neat to see him come back and just just rip it. Just yeah. <laughs> just like basically run the race like it's like I'm racing to get to the river, right? Like get to the river. Like just yeah. run, like just run empty the tank and then just what do you have to hang on from the river to the finish line? Yeah. So well, maybe, yeah. The last two years people have pretty, pretty excited because, uh, <clears throat> you know, they, some other people have had a chance. There. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, of course it's always great for competition and, um, you know, see if you can break course record, which, his course record, it'd be crazy to beat, but like 14 yeah. and a half hours. And the most deserving first place ever, I think, Courtney yeah. DeWalter, Leadville, Colorado. We talked about her extensively on the last or what, two episodes ago or last episode. Yeah. Um, she had a heck of a year. I mean, that maybe the best year in ultra running that any person has ever had. Um, so first place, UTMB, first place, Western States, first place, Hard Rock. And those three races all took place within a couple of months of each other. Um, most, the three most prestigious hundred mile events in the world, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and she just dominated all three set course records at Western States and Hard Rock. Um, and then, and she holds the course record for women at UTMB as well. So, I mean, just, you know, outstanding. And she got first at Trans Grand Canaria. And that, that's an early season race, I, I believe. Um, and she got first at Bandera. And that was her golden ticket race. That's when Bandera was a golden ticket race last year. Um, so she got first there. And she got 99th at Havelina because she ran Havelina with her mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's uh, so. what's kind of funny is that time that she has at Havelina. Uh, if she would have ran the Havelina 100, that could have been her time. You know that's, what I mean? Like that's that's like yeah. amazing. That like I, you know. Well, I think yeah, I think Havelina 100 at, at full speed, she would probably be down. 13 out 13 13 yeah. and a half hours i'm guessing yeah. so she would probably even beat that <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome i love the fact like yeah. like how cool is that as, as, how cool is that as an elite you're like who like everyone knows who i am it's cool 
I'll I'll yeah. go ahead and take that knock to my to my ultra setup score. Like, like oh, that, no, I, I don't know. That was gonna do nothing to her. Um, no, no. To her, to her year, right? Like, yeah. Like she could have, she could have DNF'd three of the races on this list and it's still, still got first. <laughs> yeah, by a mile. So, so yeah, congrats to Courtney. Outstanding. I mean, just the best year of ultra running anybody's ever had. I think mm-hmm. so. Well done, well done. All right, let's uh, move on to ultra signups. Winners of the Keep Trail Running Weird Awards. All right. So, oh, winners of the Data Awards. We're going to, or Data is Day, uh, Day, Day, we're going to go over this. We're going to go over this in the next episode. Uh, yeah. Some pretty interesting categories here. But today we're just going to talk about the winners of the Keeping Trail Running Weird Awards. Um, we went over all the nominees in the second episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so here's the winners. The first was is this guy whose nickname is is Chad Ultra, and Chad Ultra here, he uh, it running is or weird is in his running person persona. Uh, he wears weird clothes. Uh, he believes he's God's gift of running. Uh, total badass, total weirdo, volunteers at aid stations, cheers everyone on, nicest dude ever. Uh, best and weirdest thing ever is when he came up with his, his alter ego, Chad Ultra. <laughs> so. I feel like that's the kind of person I had to meet in person. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, that's, a, that's something you yeah. have to experience in real time, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, you, I don't know. I, 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 the irony of it is, I feel like we've all met that person in real life, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. even though it's an I, act for him, you're still like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't know. I gotta beat him in person. Yeah, and we'll have to see see where he's from, and and uh, maybe we'll run into him at at a yeah. race sometime. Uh, best pacer, Chris Chris Morrison. And here's Chris. Uh, so his runner was nervous about hitting the cutoff for their second ever ultra this year past Mountain 50K. Chris volunteered to run the entire race. Uh, he had to register for the race because they didn't allow pacers for the 50K. Um, so, so, yeah, he had to register for the race to pace and uh and help helped his runner out so <laughs> he won best pacer and then we have best dress was charlotte Corher. this is the one charlotte who makes a different costume for every race okay <laughs> that charlotte Corher. i love it i love it yep so that's I can't like we talked about before. I can't even imagine the time commitment making a costume for every yeah. race and yeah. the thought the thought that goes into that. I mean, just oh yeah, wow. I mean, it, she's not she's not half-assing it. 
right? No. Like it's like like she's putting work into it. Like that's that's what's, no. that's what's impressive. And, and check out this costume in the on this website, right? Like, what was that a salmon? Yeah, Th- that's legit. <laughs> that's legit yeah. salmon, dude. <laughs> all right uh best race day fail i think this one was pretty deserving this is uh pretty amy solid McDowell, and amy is the one who dropped her oh I, th- <laughs> I thought that that one was right up there the the cactus Dude, that cactus. hurts look it came to my look at that my kind of yeah. hurts like and that's the the chaloa chola chola cactus which is oh my god i can't even imagine but anyway um so amy mcdowell won she's the one who dropped her keys in the toilet right before the start of uh her 20 miler and (laughs) they were in the the back pocket of her shorts fell out her vest headphones and fuel were all locked in the car uh, she ran the loops with a cheap water bottle and finished the race. She had a near panic attack. Adaption was a great practice for upcoming hundred milers. So dropping keys in the toilet, <laughs> I would, I would be punching walls, man. I would just, yeah. Be- I, you know what? Like, uh, you know, uh, I'm just saying take my, my DNS and, and, and be done with it. That's right. <laughs> uh, Okay, and then finally, the most inspirational is Andrew Glaze. That was a lot of people in that category. Remember, it was like mm-hmm. part one, part two, yep. part three. So Andrew, Andrew won. I think didn't you mention that um, that you know who this guy is, Andrew Glaze? I mean, I, I so I I was you know zombie scrolling TikTok. And like his stuff started popping up on my for you page, and it, it is it's phenomenal. Like he has great content on on TikTok. Um, when I was getting my when I was getting my PRP injection uh, a couple weeks ago, I I tagged him in the PRP injection so everyone could find him and follow his Instagram account. And it is it's 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 impressive, man. Like like I will fully admit, I can be a little bit of a like a grumpy old dude. Uh, a lot of times people like him kind of like wear on my, uh, you know, kind of like wear me a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I, I can be kind of prickly like that. He's phenomenal. Like I, I, I am a, I am a Andrew Glaze fanboy. Like I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy Andrew Glaze. Like he is, he's a cool dude. He's funny. He's lighthearted. He embraces the suck. Like he is cool. Oh, oh, by the way fast as shit too like like fast oh, okay. like le- like legit good runner too uh and he's a from everything i can tell he's a normal human being like i think he holds down a semi like real job i think he's a firefighter uh if i'm not mistaken so pretty cool dude all the way around like that I, I, nice cool cat yeah yeah according to to the ultra sign up uh instagram uh this dude meets all the categories he's truly inspirational Helps pace his wife, motivates others, has serious swagger in his fit or race attire, uh, frequently fights gravity, <laughs> uh, falls down a lot maybe. Um, overall, great guy that truly sheds light on how running is therapeutic for the mind and body. 
Uh, he provides grit, dedication, inspiration to challenge yourself, do hard things, demonstrates commitment, willingness to use his platform. That must be the what you're talking about there mm-hmm. uh, to inspire others to better themselves physically and as an individual smile or you're doing it wrong. That's yeah, that's solid. So yeah, congrats to Andrew. All right. That's it for the keeping trail running weird awards. We're going to, like I said, we're going to go over the data, the, the ultra sign up data awards uh, next episode. Some interesting stuff there. One last thing I want to talk about before we, before we call it is this event, it's called uh, Running Up for Air or RUFA. Now, RUFA, I'm going to share this other article from American Trail Running Association. Now, RUFA started by Jared Campbell. Okay. Jared Campbell, he is a beast, first of all. I just want to say that. He's, I believe, the only three-time Barkley finisher. <laughs> so, if you're Darn, a, period. If you're a, yeah, you, you have nothing, <laughs> nothing else to say. Okay? Yeah. You, you finish one Barkley, it's a drop the mic moment, but to finish three, insane. Yeah. So anyway, in, let's see, what year was it? Uh, the 2011-2012 season, Jared was training for Barkley, and he his main training route for Barkley was up to Grandeur Peak, which is in the Salt Lake City area. And uh, when he's going up and down Grandeur Peak, so Grandeur Peak, let me uh, let me get the stats on this. It's a it's a out and back that he's doing six point one miles with twenty seven hundred feet of climbing. So about a ten k with twenty seven hundred feet of climbing. Um, and one thing he noticed when he was going up and down is the air quality once he would get higher up the mountain the air was clear and he could look down and see and see all the smog that's trapped down in uh in the valley the salt lake city valley and he's thinking to himself and when he would go down he he would actually feel the the pollution like breathing it in and stuff and he's thinking to himself there's 2.5 million people living in the salt lake city valley um, breathing this air. And in the winter, it's like this inversion thing where the, where when people burn wood in their fireplaces or cars emit exhaust, all this pollution, it, it can't escape. Um, it can't escape the Valley. So it just sits there. Right. And, uh, so he noticed this and he got this idea. He was going to do a a 24 hour uh, training run. And he was going to do lap, he was going to do 10 laps, right? Up and down uh, training for Barkley. And he just put it out there for people to pledge, throw in a dollar or two or five for every lap that he was going to do. And he ended up raising uh, $4,000 um, that he donated to this organization who advocates for you know uh policy political policies and things like that 
called Breathe Utah. Okay, so so he did that, and that's kind of how how Rufa started because after that he started um, having event this event with his friends and colleagues, and it's you know started getting more and more money to donate donate to uh, to organizations like Breathe Utah. Um, in 2016, he had online registrations, and that year, 51 people participated, and they raised thirty thousand dollars. So, it just grew from there. And there's been a lot of big name runners <clears throat> that have done this: uh, Luke Nelson, Joe Grant, Courtney DeWalter, and uh, Jamil Curry. He's done it a couple times. Uh, he has a couple of YouTube videos out there uh, for Run Up for Air for that event that he did uh, really good shows the course and it goes over everything. So uh, I think it's a great, it's a great organization. Um, and so what happened was people were traveling from very long distances away to run the event that he was having in the Salt Lake city area. So they got the idea to expand. So people didn't have to travel. Um, to make it more environmentally friendly. And so they started having events in other, in other areas. So now let me share this. So here's their, their fundraising goal of 150,000. Now there's events in Ogden, Utah, Missoula, Montana, Provo, Utah, Pine, Colorado, and Isaac, uh, Washington. So, uh, there's, there's six events now that's running up for air and it's in the winter time because that's when this inversion thing is, is the worst. And actually I do want to show some pictures. So like these are three pictures. This is 11 AM. Seems yeah. pretty clear. Let me blow this up. 11 AM seems pretty clear. 1 p.m., maybe a little haze moving in. By 4 p.m., you can just see it's, you can just see that layer of fog. Yeah, and, and so for the for the folks or like listening on the podcast, smog. We'll, <laughs> yeah, for the folks listening on a podcast, we'll go ahead and put a link to to the website that Jamie's talking about right now, where the photos are. But also, just to give you a description, like the fog is so thick in the 4 p.m. photo that it really doesn't even look like you're looking over a city. It's much more like you're looking over a frozen lake. Like it's that thick. Like it, it, it really, like if, if I were just to put that picture up and like, here you go, what is this? You're like, Oh, you're, you're up on a mountain looking over a frozen lake. It, it is. It's really wild. And earlier, Jamie, when you were talking about, you know, the level of pollution they have, it, it ranks like, worse in the u.s it's the worst in the u.s i think it said and like in the top 18 in the world like it's it's insane how bad the pollution gets it's so really cool really cool thing that he's trying to get something done you know what i mean it's uh, everyone talks a good you know everyone talks a good talk but uh you know he's he, he's trying to do something about it. you know jared is trying to put you know put put something into action here yeah, and he's been very successful at doing so um, because this thing has taken off. 
taken off so much in fact that Patagonia uh, got wind of it and they're in Patagonia is like, we're all in on, on this. Mm-hmm. So they started having their own event, um, you know, running up for air uh, at from Patagonia's across, across the, some other parts of the, the world and starting and ending in Patagonia. And another cool thing, here's Patagonia's website. Another cool thing Patagonia is going to do in June this year, between June, blow this up, between June 1st and June 9th, Patagonia is having a, uh, a virtual event for uh, running up for air. Um, it's a vert challenge. And if you sign up for it, you can pick your course and just, you know, do it on your own. Um, and, and yeah, so, so it'd be like being able to participate in RUFA, even if you're not, if you can't travel to the races in the winter time in, in the States. So, um, yeah, so that'd be cool. And I, I'm, definitely going to sign up for this virtual event yeah. once more details come out um and maybe in we we're john and i were talking maybe you know we could have a uh a group thing on strava or something for the ultra running news network uh just to tally all of our our vert and uh our vert and our miles um to do so so if you're listening out there and you're interested, we'll we'll share more information about that about that later. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, by by then I might have my knee healthy enough. I might be able to get like a solid like thousand feet in, baby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, I, how has it felt on your last couple of runs? Oh well, you know. There's no reason to bring the mood down on talking about anything okay. like that. <laughs> All right. I just want to, and we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I just want to end uh, this episode. We'll just show a quick one minute video of the running up for air at uh, Grandeur Peak here. Actually, I think we can uh, unmute the screen audio here. It was working there for a little bit, and then it went away. So as you can see, it's in winter winter time there. It's snowing. Um, and it's a pretty good, pretty good climb. Yeah, so up and down as many times as you can, and they have a 12-hour event, uh, or they have like a 6-hour event, a 12-hour event, and a 24-hour event, something like that. So, so anyways, kind of cool, um, kind of cool event for a great cause. Uh, that's why why we wanted to, to talk about that today, so... All right. Well, I think we're about our at our usual uh, yeah. stopping time for this week. Time flew by once again, um, but but it was good 
good to uh, talk about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? No, like always, uh, we'll go ahead and get this uh, uploaded. It should be available to you. If not, well, for us on the East Coast, if not very later tonight, uh, you should have it tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. Um, you know, we'll get a, we'll get an Instagram post out, Facebook post, uh, on the note of Instagram on note of Facebook. Oh, by the way, we're also now on threads. So you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on threads. You can find us on Facebook, uh, obviously on YouTube. Um, you know, give us a listen, give us a watch, subscribe, like all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, the one big ask, if you're still listening, if you're still hanging on at this point uh, on the on this episode, uh, interact with us on in the comments. Hit us up. Give us some thoughts. Give us some ideas. Give us some feedback. Uh, we want to make this like more of a community. Uh, you know, like that's why you know Jamie and I both got into ultra running at the end of the day is because of the community. So definitely let us know what you like, what you hear, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, looking forward to talking to everybody on the socials. Yeah, well said, Johnny. Uh, and the threads thing is new new to me. I don't even yeah, know what that yeah. is. So. Yeah, hey, you know. But all right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and take us out, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch everyone on the next one. All right. See us. totally screwed that up i think i can edit it though um let me i'm gonna do the outro again <laughs>